Hey, that's not rubbish. Hi, everybody. I'm Lexi. I'm a big upcycle groupie. We're here. Episode number eight. And it's my first episode in person. I'm here in Detroit and I'm here with Rhea. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. No, it's so nice. I'm in her studio slash studio apartment. <laughs> yeah. She works here. She sleeps here. It's so like sunlit. There's so many plants around. I love it. It's so nice here. Thank you. Yeah, you've done a nice job, Thank but you. I try. <laughs> the less is more in my book over here. And the green. I love the green. Yeah. Yeah. The plants give good luck. It does. It does. And with like the plants and like the upcycled clothes everywhere, it's all so on brand. Yeah. <laughs> it all just like makes sense. Yeah. But okay. So we'll talk about Raya's brands and her studio and we'll get a little bit into kind of higher end brands of branding secrets behind, you know, creating a luxury brand and why you should buy a Birkin because it's better for the environment, but also <laughs> not really. <laughs> but before that, we'll get into some some good news. Um, again, this is from Euronews.green. Shout out for the information. But this one's also about Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland again. We're in Geneva. And apparently, Geneva, they are giving out free food. They have community pantries that they're using to prevent food waste. Awesome. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's... um. It's like a nonprofit that has like refrigerators on the street. So people can just like put food there, take food there that they think would go bad or that people could use. Yeah. Detroit yeah. Community Fridge does that too. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Win-win like, for America. I'm oh, always yeah. saying like Europe's so ahead of the game. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Detroit's actually really sustainable. And like, I feel like there's like a big upcycle community here. So we'll talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. There is a huge upcycle community for yeah. sure. So... Shout out to Neva. This project launched about a year ago with just one fridge. And that one fridge helped save around three metric tons of food from going to waste just last year. So that's a big impact and it's just going to keep getting better and better. So I'm excited. Maybe we'll see some other countries do that. And then maybe Detroit will have just more and more every day. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit's on the up and up right now. We are. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about like the Detroit scene. The Detroit scene's crazy. Um, honestly, like I've been t telling everyone from like five years ago when I lived in New York, I was like, Detroit's the new New York. Detroit's the new New York. Like every time I went home, I was like, because, you know, we grew up here. Right. So, I mean, in the burbs, but like, remember when our parents were like, never go to Detroit. Oh, it's my God. So yeah, bad. it's so dangerous. Uh, it was the murder capital for a while. Yeah. So I'll give it to them. But you're right. Like when I'm here, I don't feel no. scared at all. Like it feels like home. Yeah. yeah, there's other parts that you're like, okay, maybe you shouldn't go. Like, uh -huh. obviously, like in any city, that's Anywhere. how it is. Yeah. Um, but I just remember like being in New York, like in 2015, 2016, and, and like I would see signs that said like move to Detroit. Yeah. And I was like, are they talking to me? <laughs> like, should I go back home? You know? <laughs> yeah. So like, I just felt like every time I would come home, it was like always changing, and there was like new places to go eat and like to go party at obviously we have a huge like house techno scene and like yeah 
I we were just talking about that like a few episodes ago, festival wear, and I actually heard that oh. Troy is really known for their like rave scene. Oh, it's a it's like back then too, like in oh. like 2011 and stuff. Like yeah. it was like every weekend. If you knew where the party was at, everybody was there, and it was so like underground. Like they would take a t- old discount tire store and make it. It was called Tires back then. Oh, that's actually and, that's really yeah, cool. Like really cool hat like after hours and stuff i'm thinking of the russell industrial center too that that yeah. space that's like a converted like old factory they still have like a lot of artists like live there but they still have a lot of um parties it's just like not as often as that used to be i think yeah yeah no i i know what you mean i feel like the like, there's so much culture here and i feel like get, like if you know the history of detroit like with the gentrification and all that yeah like detroit was like the city to be in like it was a super cool city back in the day and then it kind of lost its spice a little bit so there are a lot of like rundown cities or houses and you'll see a lot of that but it's also really cool to see how like ups we've upcycled the city a little bit that we turned kind of like the rubbish into something really nice that we can still utilize as a city we've put it into our culture so i I mean that's why i love detroit so much yeah Yeah. well it's like an empty playground i was gonna say detroit is my playground it is yeah it's a canvas for artists especially (laughs) so i feel like a lot of people who want to create and like don't have the space or the avenue they can come here like obviously new york is like really expensive la is super expensive miami's you know even like probably the most moving like city right now so like for artists, especially like creators and just and any type of field, like Definitely. Detroit's the place to be. It can be a part of helping restore Detroit. Yeah. You know, the Heidelberg project is like one of my favorite places. I just drove by it the other day because every time I'm in Detroit, I, I need to see it. But that's cool. Yeah, it's a big like junk art. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's so cool. They have like just like a stack of like fluffed animals on like a boat and like a stack of like shopping carts. And they have a house that's just like, rainbow polka dots and it's really cool if you're ever vacationing in detroit you should <laughs> yeah i actually haven't been yet yeah, oh my god you have yeah, to oh i have god, to go too. see it no yeah i think we got to reverse the, the narrative i think we are i mean people are watching us in every like avenue like music fashion food mm-hmm. um our night scene has always been cool our music scene's always been like you know a lot of genres came out of here like punk you know, back in the day, like we have a, a lot of like sweet Hit rocks from here. Yeah, Big Sean, Eminem. We have Dej Love, Cash Doll. Like oh God, we yeah. have some gr- women rappers rapping us now. <laughs> we got Band Gang, Rope Gang. Yeah. <laughs> so and we got like Sada Baby yeah, and all Sada the Baby Face Ray. Like I was just in his music video. Literally. <laughs> no, you weren't. Yeah. No, like, like your clothes or you? No, we were like, they asked like all the Detroit designers to like show up and like we were like all cameoed, like sitting on the in the audience and they pretended there was like a fashion show and it was all his vision. It was really cool, black and white and like they just wanted us to sit in the audience and everyone had like screen time. That's like, cool. yeah, Wait, I'll show you. It was for uh, his new single. It's called Donda Bag. Oh, yeah. We have to link it in the description. Yeah. Get a little taste of Detroit. One million views on YouTube already. So. That's 313 Magic. Right. 313 Magic. I like that. (laughs) No. What is it like Detroit versus everybody? Hell yeah. Detroit bad boys. We got a lot going on. Yeah. We just got to get hip to it. 
come come through come to the city come, come through come through yeah Detroit's the best I love Detroit gotta get yourself a Coney dog stop in a Mexican town yeah all that stop into Raya's studio totally it's amazing here <laughs> Raya, Raya the upcycle designer working on Raya the brand being Raya in her studio <laughs> <laughs> on the Raya wi-fi on the Raya <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you Nekir 147? She's like, no, I'm Rhea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's everything. My, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to name it the Rhea, blah, blah, blah. My friend's like, all right, are you going to name every piece in your collection Rhea? And I was like, I don't know what else to name it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, Rhea's a really pretty name. And I love four-letter names. And yeah. It also, it does have like a very sleek, sophisticated, upscale vibe to it. So I feel like it goes really that. well with your branding. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so like, what's it like having a studio? It's like the best like feeling in the world. Yeah, what does it feel like? It feels amazing to just like, I honestly like wake up every day, just get to work. So it's cool. Like it doesn't, it, you know, sometimes I can't separate the work from the living, which is why there's like no couches here, obviously. And like, there's just bean bags um most people that come here like notice that right away they're like there's no tv there's no this and i was like yeah like like to be influenced you don't need it yeah no, you're happy yeah like i just don't think we need the like constant you know stimulation yeah look at this look at this by me by that yeah yeah, yeah. we need to go inward mm -hmm. and like if you're an artist or even not like if you're like working a day job or whatever yeah um you know, a lot of our energy is like expelled into the world. So it's just good to like not have those distractions around you. Because mm -hmm. if I had a TV, I might be like every day turning it on. But like, I just get annoyed of it. Like, I don't want to hear so much noise or see so many mm -hmm. visuals and pictures. Like, I have Instagram, I have TikTok. Like, oh my God, I what see the same faces too. Yeah. It's the same people I'm seeing every day. Like, I see Kim Kardashian's face more than my mom's. That's, that's, yeah, I actually unfollowed every celebrity. That's, I did that once. Because yeah. I don't want to see people I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just want to, like, connect with my community. Like, those are the people buying from me, hanging out with me. That know me. Yeah, know me. Like, I don't know her. She's never going to, like, you know, maybe one day I would love to, like, see her in my pieces. Yeah, until then. I'm down. And then maybe we'll follow each other or something. Yeah. But other yeah. than that. Until she follows me. Yeah. <laughs> her. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I like that. No, like that. I mean, also, like, your studio is, like, your own little place. Like, it's all about you. Like, what do you get, usually got going on? Like, music or... Yeah, I'm always playing, like, chill house music. Ooh. Like, if you ever come in here, it's, like, tropical. Like, ah. like I'm on the beach in Ibiza. Like, that's how I want to feel. No. I bring the beach to me. <laughs> and that's usually when I get the most, like, art done is, like, just music. Um, the windows open even if it's like 90 degrees out I just like the breeze to come in and out and like yeah. feel like I'm like one with everybody mm -hmm. um in the summer in the winter it's like when I do my yeah, best yeah, work oh my god I was gonna say like yeah. the 10 days in Michigan where it's 90 days <laughs> I know I'm like this is not a good time for me to create yeah. it's just like very busy and like mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing stuff and like the energy is like yeah. it's good it's vibrant but it's not good for as a creative I'm just more of like if everyone's like relaxed and I could just, I'm sensitive to the energy. And like you also want to be outside. Like, yeah. You no, know, it's nice to like hunker down and, and just work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, like, what makes a studio a studio? I would say 
honestly, like all your tools, mm -hmm. right? So if you're a painter, you would have paint brushes and paint uh -huh. canvases. Like for me, I have four different sewing machines. I have yeah. two, three tables just for that. Um, my racks to hang out my clothes because right. that's what my where my art like. If you went to a gallery, it would be on the walls and stuff. Absolutely, one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just like plants, because you need like real life. Just you know, it's a very industrial feeling in here, so it the is. plants make it feel homey. Mm -hmm. Like at least that's what I've like been told, like from my friends and no, stuff. That's true. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think that's the thing about plants is that like, I think like we subconsciously know they give us life, so we like them. Like I, I think it's just like a subconscious. Yeah. Make natural agreement between humans. Totally. And it's just good fortune. It's good at like plants, you know, symbolize abundance. And if you're into like feng shui and stuff, like oh my God. all that is real. Feng shui. Are you talking yeah. about feng shui? <laughs> like, did you, isn't that like, what, like the way you lay things out? Yeah, just I'm like certain. the way it's supposed to flow, you know, like there shouldn't be like a mirror in your bedroom because then you're going to just have like a relationship with yourself. So like your mirror is supposed to reflect what you want that's more abundant. So like they would say reflect your kitchen table so it can attract more people and more food and like Ooh. just like really old Chinese philosophy and like you know you're so you're such like a spiritual zen person like you're definitely like the chillest like even just like talking to you I'm like ah <laughs> I love that <laughs> it took a long time to get here uh, um definitely like yeah I'm gonna listen to this just you just listen to me talk. <laughs> I'm stressed out like a meditation. <laughs> meditation helps. Self-help books help. You know, my early 20s, that's all I was doing was like reading self-help books because like, you know, overcome like all your insecurities or like you're trying to figure out your life around that age. It's a hard age. It's not easy where you're at. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Your early 20s are rough. You're yeah. just like figuring it out. And you have to pretend like you know what you're doing, but you are drowning. Yeah. And you're also like nowadays, like you're just watching what everyone else is doing. So it's like competitive. Yeah. You don't want to compare yourself to other people, but it's like impossible not. We're to. human. We're human. I still do, you know, like, yeah. oh, like I should be already like at this stage in my business, why am I not here? And I'm always like having that self battle yeah. and that self negative self talk, but really like comparison is the thief of joy, you know? It and it's like, we're all on our own path. Yeah. Like we're all in our own lane. There's enough for everyone. You have to have that mindset. Cause yeah. if you don't, then you're like in that scarcity mindset. And so it's only going to like attract scarcity and like make you feel like you're in lack. So yeah. you attract what you feel. So the more you feel like abundant and you feel like, okay, like we all are on our own path. Like everyone has their moment. Some people get married. Some people have like a sick career. Some people get bumped up. Like uh -huh. we all have our moment in life. Yeah. And like we all go through hard times. Like everyone has problems. Like nobody's perfect. And just like, it's okay, you know, like to take your time. Yeah. I think for me, I always wanted to rush and get there and always had ambition like mm -hmm. as a young person so yeah. it was always like I was moving fast but I wasn't going anywhere I know what you mean you know it's because you're also like trying to like you're overthinking your next step so much that you don't make one I think that was like my biggest thing this whole year 
was I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Like, I'm so scared to mess it up. Like, I don't want to waste time. Like, I'm in my early 20s. But I just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And then actually, like, the podcast, this was like, okay, like, if I were to die tomorrow, like, what's one thing that I would have, like, wanted to do? And this is where we are now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's so true. It's just, yeah. like, making decisions and then just, like, even if, like, especially when you're young, you can mess up. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe when you have a, have a family and all this stuff, you might not take as much risk. Yeah. when you're young like try everything try everything fail you're gonna like lose we're all gonna take l's yeah no it's inevitable you know? it's inevitable but it's okay like if you're afraid to take l's or whatever like you know that's that's just like your fear of being imperfect yeah and where that's not the way you should live life uh-huh because like even like people tell me like oh like you're putting your work out there all the time and like you're not afraid it's like yeah not everyone's gonna love what i do not everyone's gonna be attracted to my art but trial and error if i don't put it out there then you know no one's gonna see it right that's worse than not doing it it's better than nothing and in the end of the day like it's about you and what you want to do right if you died tomorrow and you hadn't done that like you'd probably I'd be in yeah. regret yeah you yeah. pissed I'd be mad too, Raya. Yeah. You're so cool. <laughs> I feel you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, you've created something really nice here. Like, even just seeing it in person, like, it all just kind of, like, like, all the stars are aligning. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Oh, thank <laughs> I'm happy for you, too. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so, I mean, like, how did this begin? Like, walk us through how yeah. you started. What's the story behind Raya the brand? So, honestly, I started the business, like, as a vintage business so i was just reselling um and then i would also like take indie indie designers like people like me who are like small and i would just like you know i was selling designers in new york and la that i really liked that weren't really popular or anything but just like you know i would wear their clothes and just wanted to introduce a new way of shopping give them a platform yeah it wasn't like always like we have to have the newest like gucci prada or like you know, we shouldn't, I, you know, I never liked fast, fast fashion. Yeah. It's cheap. It's, you know, not well-made. Yeah. And it's like copying like designers, okay. like you're copying like people's art for less. And like, mm -hmm. obviously it's cheap. So it's easy to like, get. you don't really think about it. Like, you know, I've also like purchased stuff in the past, yeah. but, um, I just wanted to like introduce that to like Michigan. Cause I lived in New York. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to, like, introduce a new way of shopping. And, like, so I kind of started that in 2020. Okay. And then I quit my, like, job at Saks. I was working there, like, full-time as, like, a sales associate. That's cool. And I was like, there's no way, like, I can do this forever. Like, I got to, like, have a plan. And, um, you know, I just started selling clothes and, like, popping up in Detroit and, like, kind of building my name through selling other people's like magic yeah and then i think like up until 2021 like early 2022 like last year i was like you know i just this is not my calling mm -hmm. like i'm meant to do something more mm -hmm. and um i just got to a breaking point honestly that i was like i always wanted to design like i always like sewed here and there yeah. so um you want to do your own thing yeah, yeah. i just like I had the capacity to do it and it was like I was only fighting myself. Yeah. And then like at the end of the day, like you get so drained from doing this and doing it for everyone else that you're just like you're you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. No. You can't do that. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kinda just how it started, like 
but through all of that, it was like amazing for me to like start my business like and develop like a customer base mm -hmm. and like a fan base through styling and like you know yeah. helping other people get their vision across mm -hmm. but then in the meantime it was like damn i have my own vision like i need to exactly we're seeing what you liked what you didn't like and what you, you were also like kind of seeing what you weren't seeing and yeah. you wanted to make that yourself yeah yeah that's nice no i mean that makes sense but you i mean you obviously have some signatures you're wearing one right now yeah you have like um well, for one, you have the, the Nirvana t-shirt dress hanging right behind you, which is my favorite. So it's so amazing to see it oh, in person. Nice. But um, yeah, you have two like like signature styles that like, I kind of credit you for creating. One is like the leather strap around the chest through the shoulder. Like it's like almost like half a scarf almost. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what's the inspiration behind that one? So obviously I'm like a huge leather, like I would say like that's my one of my mediums. Genola. Yeah. I used to work there. I knew it. And I used to work there uh, in Brooklyn in Dumbo. They don't have that location oh, anymore. Okay, but okay, okay. Um, no, my love for leather, like I think since like shopping vintage, it was just like this is good quality. It's 100% genuine like leather. Like it's good for your skin. It protects you from the cold. Like it's just a lot of good things. Like if you notice, like all my materials are a hundred percent like natural fibers mm. so like cotton leather um denim because denim is vintage denim is a hundred percent cotton like not the stuff they make now everything has like two percent spandex in it so this just was like i was upcycling in the beginning and i was just taking apart like old jackets and whatever uh -huh. i'm at night like just hanging out talking to my cousin and i'm like putting like shapes around my like body and stuff and I'm like oh whoa I kind of just did something this is the leather this is cool and then it was just kind of like we called and then my friend named it the vendetta and I was like I was gonna say is it, it called the Rhea no it's called the vendetta <laughs> totally my best seller um uh, it could be made in any color leather color I think the blue one the really yeah. vibrant blue one that's amazing yeah I mean where do you get all your leather is leather kind of hard to source um, honestly, like, so I source a lot through Fab Scrap. It's like a nonprofit organization yes. yeah. that takes in like textiles and uh, fabric from other brands and stuff that are not using it, but don't want it to end in a landfill. So not, so Fab Scrap will take it in and like anyone can make an appointment and call them. And like me as a brand, I was like, well, how do I source dead stock materials? Right. And um, if you are listening right now, like Fab Scrap is the place, the place to, go. to go. It's like there's a warehouse in New York and Philly. But also my friend Billy, shout out Billy Purdy. <laughs> he gave me like literally almost three, four boxes of dead sock leather. He's like, dude, I used to make bracelets and stuff. I'm not obviously doing that anymore. And here's like a machine. He gave me my industrial sewing machine in the back for free and a bunch of leather. So I literally still have like, that's amazing. Just free material to work with, honestly. Dude, shout out Billy. Your yeah. friends will always, like, if you just get the word out that you're, like, scrapping, like, they go, they send you so much True, stuff. they do. They do. Like, they're just waiting for you to start off cycling, so you should do it. I know. <laughs> and then, okay, so you have the Vendetta. Very cool. And then you have the T-skirt, which I... My fave, my personal fave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy you brought it up. <laughs> Of course, it's to be pointless without the T-skirt. T-skirt actually started because I literally had a bunch of, before when I was selling vintage, I had, a, the reason why my first collection was all denim uh -huh. 
was because I had a bunch of vintage denim. Well, you have, yeah. So I was like, cool, like, I'm just going to rip these apart and start working with this. But the T-skirt came with, like, I had a Boston Strong T-shirt that, like, I thrifted and I was going to resell. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is a sick color. Like, I just wanted to make sure I was using every single thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, so, like, at least minimal waste as possible. So I took apart this T-shirt and I just started wrapping it around my body and, like, Next thing you know, two months later, like, Karuchi's wearing it on the show, like, Upcycle Nation. Hello. Um, and I was like, oh, like, I didn't even think it was, like, that cool. I was like, oh. Are you kidding me? The fact that you even called, like, the t-shirt the t-skirt. <laughs> like, it just sounds so good. I've heard a lot of that before. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, it's a, that's what it is. Like, it's exactly what it mm -hmm. sounds like. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then that's when I was like, dude, I got to make more of these. And, like, yeah. it just became honestly a staple for sure no i need one yeah i wish i had some here um i sent a lot of them out to this like pop-up in uh new york oh that's cool though it's actually one of my more complicated pieces yeah, um yeah. it's all about like i have a video on my instagram about like how i made it and it's just like literally piece by piece wrapping it around it's just like figuring out where the graphics will lay on the body and like why it looks good on this side and that side and it's like very articulate actually you know i'll have to link the video too and yeah it. that's really cool it's a cool process video steven helped me out with that shout out steven zacks <laughs> shout out billy shout out steven yeah all my homies that's the whole bubble yeah <laughs> it's cool to have like recognizable like signature pieces because i say like this is like the kind of like the foundation to any brand like it's like your it factor and that's what I like to call it when I'm yeah. doing my freelance. Is like I like to be like the, the it factor enhancer. But um, okay, let's get into branding. Like, cause Ray the brand, I feel like is definitely you branded yourself. I guess accurately, successfully. If you made me feel like you're an upscale brand, upscale brand. So I guess like, what's like the secret behind like luxury branding? Like, what makes designer designer? a good question yeah because i feel like there's like you can like market yourself that way or you can like actually be like someone that like takes more time and effort into it so i mean like there's a lot of different like conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah. yeah i think what makes it luxury um at least for me is like the fabrics um just like making sure they're like very like elegant and you know high quality in terms of like I only work with like natural fibers because that's good for your skin so I'm thinking about how it feels on your skin like how you're gonna like move around because I'm like okay I only wear I notice in my wardrobe I only wear denim leather and cotton uh -huh. and there's little I go out of that and like a lot of fast fashion is made with polyester and like lycra and all these like man-made synthetic materials so mm -hmm. I think if you just take all those out and you focus on like what we were always supposed to wear mm -hmm. and like what they've wear worn for year like centuries yeah then i think that's part of it but um i just also think it's like how you design yeah and you the know materials in it like taking your time with it caring and thinking about the person and the concept behind it making it practical but also like an art form i feel like yeah it. because designer is like slow fashion you're right like it is like the opposite of fast fashion so it is and i feel like we have a pressure like designers especially right now have pressure to like always pump out always pump out always. Yeah. and i feel like i can i sometimes 
was getting like sucked into that with like showing up every week and dropping new pieces and stuff like that. So now I'm going to like shift gears a little bit and like, you know, you'll see in the next season or so like that. I'm just going to like slow it down even more and develop like more thoughtful collections. And, you know, like everything I make is like bespoke. Like if you're one of my clients, like I'm getting your measurements. I'm like, you're going to come into my studio. We're going to do a fitting like I'd love to go into the studios. Yeah, it's an in-person experience. And I just think that's like what a lot of people like you either love that or you don't like some people don't want to think about it too much. You just want to buy online, whatever. Mm -hmm. But some people like me who like really love fashion. I used to shop with people that did what I did. Like I shopped with my Japanese designer in New York and, you know, I would go there every week and like we would make sure it fit on me. And like I would have so much fun with her and it was so personal and like. I just think that that experience is so, it was so good for me, like when I was younger and I needed like that connection because I was an artist and I didn't really know it at the time yeah. that like now it's like, you know, I just want to make sure that if I'm, you know, asking for that price point, then I'm giving you that same experience and the same no. thought. That's fair. Yeah. I guess, I guess like is all like upcycling designer then like if like there's a designer behind it and it's like curated and slow fashion then and the materials are like selected pretty carefully given what we need them to do. I feel like upcycling is designer. Oh, totally. Yeah. It just depends how you market it, you know? Yeah. Like some people want to be a more like you know, affordable brand and that's cool. And you can sell a million pieces and make the same amount of money, but you can also take your time and sell a few pieces and make just the, amount, the same amount of money. So there's right. no difference in like, find like in like the financial status that you can get from it. It can, you can be successful in both avenues. No, that's true. And I guess like for the branding parts of it, like if someone wanted to create a more like upscale, like luxury brand, like what should they be thinking about? in terms of like visual communication, like how should they market themselves? Honestly, that's, it has to do with your aesthetic, you know, mm -hmm. like it has to be clean, concise, mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. Like even my most simplest designs where I'm thinking like, oh, whatever, like it's not a big deal, but like yeah. those are the ones people love mm -hmm. because it's so simple. It's like, it's a no brainer. They can yeah. just take it up and like they'll wear it every day. So it's like, you know, do you want to be quiet fashion and just like be the one that like it's expensive and no one really knows about it? Ooh. Or do you want to be loud and graphic and, you know, crazy colors and stuff like that? There's, you know, so. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways to play within like the upscale world, too. Like you can be like Betsy Johnson where she's like loud and crazy. Yeah. Or, or like, I guess. But she's still doing it in a tasteful way. Yeah, definitely. Like she's yeah. been able to mark. Like you know, Betsy Johnson is like a designer. Like, she, yeah, yeah, she has her own like yeah. vision and like mm -hmm. you know her own quirkiness to it. Like her like her brand. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thankfully I have a good. I've always had a good team around me where I can only work with people that can like bring out a very clean, minimal vision because my clothes already speak very loudly. So it's like if the person I'm working with like my photographers and my videographers like I you know try to keep it as simple as I can yeah. so that the clothes will speak through it right so if you have if you're like thinking about how to market it in that way it's just like you know work with the right people 
make it as simple as you can and make it like clean so that people know what they're looking at. Yeah, that's a visual, yeah, the visual communication part is the best. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like don't get too caught up in like adding spice to it and like making it exactly loud, loud unless you want it to feel loud. And like, yeah, it was all about what you want it to feel like. Yeah. Yeah, radiate the feeling you want it to feel not just like, oh, like these colors are pretty, like I really like this color, like, oh, like I really like this font, like, like, think, like, what is the font saying? What is that color saying? What is this texture saying? What is this model saying? Like, all those things, individually, conceptually. Yeah. I think that was good. I feel like they described it. Okay, well. cool. <laughs> I think someone asked me that, they, like, um, my old, my other interview, someone asked me the same question about what makes it luxury, and I, I think it's just, yeah, I said it's, like, all made to order. Yeah. Also, so, like, you're not going to see... 10 of the same thing all the mm -hmm. time like the t-skirts for example they're one of yeah. one like that's the one t-shirt i had i made it yeah. you're the only person to wear that skirt i can make the same design i just can't get that t-shirt again yeah that's a big thing is like exclusivity with um with designers because I mean, yeah like, this always surprises my friends a lot because i'm like the sustainable friend like the one that's always thrifting so like, they always think i'm like not that into fashion or like I don't care too much about like brands or like where things are coming from which is true but like uh, like I am very into that like especially like with designers like not only are they more sustainable but I like the perspective of like taking time into it conceptualizing curating it but also it as like an art form artwork and like the craftsmanship behind it yeah so yeah like it's it's more like respectful I think than like thinking of myself as a consumer that needs to be like wearing what other people are wearing and like yeah. shopping a lot and buying things all the time I agree yeah I think I think the perspective or the ideology around clothing also is a big thing that separates designer from from not but I think we also got to be like asking ourselves more questions before we buy stuff. Like how long are we going to own this? And I agree. How often are we going to wear it? Totally. Yeah. 1000%. That's yeah. the, it, it honestly comes from the consumer. It, yeah. Like I can create and tell you what you want to wear and like what you should wear, what I think is cool. Cause mm -hmm. like I have my own perspective on ready to wear and runway, yeah. but it comes from the consumer. Like, do you want to replace the same t-shirt 10 times a year? You want it? Or do you want to spend 150 to $200 and buy it once every three, four years? Exactly. A choice that the consumer, and we have to put it back on them too, because we all are consumers. We all consume every day, food, music, media, whatever, clothes. Yeah. So it's just like, for me, it's like, I want to minimize my decision. I don't want to make so many, like, we already have to like wake up and think about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear all this stuff so if you can have less choices but every single one in your closet means something to you and you can like take care of it for a long time it's just like plants and like furniture wait i just had a light bulb moment because you know we were just talking about how like in your early 20s like you're so lost and like you just like don't know what you're doing and all this stuff and it's like maybe if you're dressing how everyone else is dressing you're like hopping on these new trends every other day like that's like a bit of an identity crisis isn't it like, yeah. yeah, just, like, be yourself, know what you like, buy what you like, like... Exactly, cut the noise, like, life is all about cutting the noise. Yeah. And, like, narrowing your focus and going inward as much as you can, because that's where, like, you can get in touch with yourself, your intuition, what your soul is trying to tell you to do. Like, we're all spiritual beings, like, yeah. 
if you want to believe it or not, it's up to you. If you learn at a young age, and I think I think your generation honestly is way is way more conscious. To be honest, I think like oh, thank you. How would you convince like someone to start investing in more like long term statement pieces? I guess instead of like shopping all the time every day. I just think like you know, take care of your skin, like take care of your body, like you'll feel better in a more expensive piece and then you'll exuberate more better energy and then you'll attract that too. So like feel good and wear in your clothes and like, cause your clothes speak louder than anything else. Right. Yeah. Like when you walk into a room and you don't talk to anyone, people are kind of, whether we like it or not, we're human. We're going to look at your outfit. We're going to see like, okay, this person's a little serious. They're wearing a suit. But then you got me or you got someone else that's wearing like a cutout skirt and like, you know, an edgy leather top. And then, you know, you can see them for who they are. So it is like about your clothes. Like, you know, you should care about what you're wearing. I do think like what you wear is like a reflection of yourself, like quite a bit. Um, And I think like also like it kind of like what you were saying is that like you can feel more connected to yourself. Like like if you're like really taking the time to like curate a closet for yourself, like things of you like that make you feel good and fit you well things that were kind of like made for you like you're gonna feel like a rock star. that's what i'm saying like if you just buy like made to order like custom pieces like from upcycle you're gonna feel like i would feel like so famous like it'll start to get to my head i feel like yeah (laughs) i mean that's kind of like the experience i want to give people like it's couture it is it is what it is i mean you can't get couture every day yeah you know no. You can buy like Fashion Nova every day and it doesn't feel special. Does it feel special to you? Yeah. No, I can say like I, I did shop fast fashion quite a bit. Like I even have like a Jaded London like sticker on my laptop. Like I did. I'm a converted, I'm a converted fast fashioner. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I do feel a lot better. Like I just, Good. I feel like I know myself more. Like I feel like I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't really know how to describe it. Like, I, I just feel more connected to myself, like my style. I'm having a lot more fun with it instead of just like, oh, she's wearing that. Like, I should probably order one because it's like what everyone's wearing. Yeah. Like, I just, that's just like not very fashion-esque to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't want to like come for anyone because like I do understand like the accessibility and also like the price point's huge. But I mean, thrifting and like shopping fast fashion, like it's pretty and like yeah it's sam t yeah totally and then i guess like when we work our way up like like an upcycle designer and like designer can also be like pretty same same tier yeah i think just like less is is more too like i feel like i i travel quite a bit like the last two years like i'll work at like a hostel and i'll like volunteer there for something it's really cool yeah um but it's just like i only have a carry-on and like a backpack and i'm sharing a room with like 12 other people and I just feel like I'm so much happier, like, when I'm doing that, like, when all I am is just, like, a girl, like, with her backpack, like, yeah. the things in my backpack, like, having less things, 20 things, it just, it just feels so much better than getting a pack, like, an ASOS package, you know, totally. like, the feeling of that experience and everything that came with it, and just being more than what I'm wearing and what I have is just yeah it's amazing you are more than that yeah you are and you got to yeah. think of yourself as much and I mean if you do value clothes then value more than you have been I guess yeah <laughs> yeah just be more conscious about what you're buying you know just like how everyone should be conscious about what they're putting in their mouth and yeah. like you know what you're consuming and even the media and the tele like it all kind of shapes who you are yeah 
and like the more you start to like get rid of things like yeah. it's like the more happier and free you'll be exactly. we all just want to be free you want to be free yeah <laughs> i'll just bring a carry on it's cheaper anyway yeah <laughs> totally. yeah i mean designers they while they are more sustainable they have been i think it's more so just because it's more curated and they used to do just about two to three collections a year but i mean like you said they have kind of felt like they're competing with fast fashion a bit and now they do like up to eight seasons a year yeah so that's a bit tricky i feel bad it's a lot of work like honestly yeah. like fashion design is very hard and i would never have i've been into fashion my whole life and i didn't realize how hard it was until i started making clothes like you know people are legit engineering garments and making sure that you can walk and breathe in them and like take them off and to put them on like yeah. there's a lot of mechanics mm -hmm. that go into it just like a sewing machine there's a lot of like moving parts yeah so when you like really start to like understand the artist's perspective of it because i feel like artists in general across any field don't get enough credit in yeah. this world 100%. um then you'll like appreciate it more and like you know, it might change your mind like today or whenever you might get that aha moment that, yeah, it's just like, it's just way more, we're like dumbing it down. Our society has dumbed it down. And mm -hmm. with that fast fashion being like AI working on it 24 seven, it's like, yeah, a human being like me can't compete. No, we can't. You know, like I'm not going to even try, but I'll sell you these really beautiful clothes I made. And, you know, like I said, it's not for everyone. And Artists have to be okay with that yeah, too. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But oh my god, also this thing I heard about like a few years ago, like Burberry, I think was the reason I heard about it. Like, but like luxury brands will like burn yeah, all their access. Dude, like Burberry did like thirty million dollars one year, just to, like so like it doesn't get like resold and it like no. devalues. Yeah. Can you believe that? Well, that's what it, that's what it comes for me. Now it comes down to manufacturing. Yeah. Do not produce so much. Yeah. Don't produce like millions of bags. Like you can produce three, 400 and be like, okay, only these are going out. Let's sell them out. Like, so it starts with like the companies too, like you in the manufacturing plants, like they're giving them minimums and saying like, you, you need to make, we need to make this much or you need, you know, for us to our factory to produce it or whatever. It starts yeah. from like that part as well. Like it has to do with factories too, yeah. giving the designers like a uh, limit to make, like even like, I don't know if you know the upcycler, Nic Nicole McLaughlin. My goddess. Yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> but she, she yeah. um, started doing that because she went to like, she was working for Reebok or something and she saw how much they were producing and she was like, you guys are still producing this much? Like, why are you making so many shoes? Yeah, it's so backwards because it's not the whole point of like design. Like, design is supposed to be exclusive. Yeah, like. I love the made to order. Yeah. The structure so much better. Like, don't make it until someone orders it. I, I do that. I love that you do that. Yeah. yeah and a lot of upcyclers. So, just like, do not waste the materials. Yeah. And it's just like, if you're serious about it and like you want the bag or like, like, even like for all these major designers, like, if you want the, you know, Prada bag or stuff like that like they can do a pre-order sale and just like only produce how much they think they're going to sell yeah. all this mass production and this like burning because you don't want to like lose your like you know your status in the in the world or the matrix or whatever you want to call the it matrix. 
Like, I don't know. That's so funny. No, it does not. It does not make sense. And yeah, it's not very sustainable. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, also like Chanel, Tom Ford, like in Mara Mara, like scored pretty low on this accountability report that I saw. I'll link it. It's by like Remake Our World. Oh. So yeah, I guess like high price doesn't mean long-term or ethical. And if you buy like locally and you're putting money in someone else's pocket that you know, that's going to come back into the community. Oh, yeah. When you're putting it to these companies that you don't know, it's like, I'm not saying don't ever buy from them. Like I'm going to buy, I buy from other designers that are like, that I don't know or whatever. But I'm just saying like, if you, you know, I go to the local farmer's market yeah. every week because I can like, you know, give him money and then he's going to go give it to his family and his family's going to be able to like prosper off of it. Yeah. Like it's just the little things like really do add up to the big things. And if we all, and it's a collective effort. Mm -hmm. So like our consciousness, like us talking about this right now is going to like, you know, trinkle into the world. It's going to have waves and people are going to hear it and like people are going to talk about it. And like, it just starts like step by step. And if you start to make those small changes, it will lead to the big changes. And ultimately, like, hopefully you'll feel better and like, you'll just feel more connected. Yeah. So I guess more of the story shop local or buy a Birkin because it's better for the environment. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they only make like, I'm how, you have to be on the waiting list for them to make yeah, it. That's sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can afford it, why not? If you can afford yeah. it. Yeah. If you can afford it. Believe it or not, pe many people do take pride in the craft of creating your clothes. There are products that last decades. I mean, don't you like love your grandparents or your parents' clothes? Oh, like, totally. Yeah. Clothes that last a long time. Like, it just it's timeless it's classic it becomes part of culture it becomes vintage your kids will love it like what's like what's like one celebrity that who's like you wish they were your mom and they kept all their clothes for you to wear oh wow <laughs> um i think like posh beckham was like super cool Whoa. you know like if i'm thinking of like a mom's age i think she had like always had dope style or like k moss and you know yes. You like the, like the more sleek yeah. 90s. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. Like sexy, but like not revealing too much, mm -hmm. not slutty, like bold. Yeah. Like you that. know, it's kind of what I like to go for. And like, I like if Bella Hadid was older than me, then I'd be like, yeah, Bella, know, let me get your clothes. She is the coolest stuff. Bella is the best. Oh, hands out. I could talk about Bella. We should just do a whole day dedicated to Bella. <laughs> so cool. She's going to wear my clothes one day. She will. No, she shops small. So yeah, she, she does shop on Depop. That's why I love her. I swear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, closing thoughts. Like, what are some some ways that we could look for, like, some high-quality brands? Like, you already said, like, the materials that are pretty good signs, like leather, denim. Are there other signs, materials? Features? Where they're made, like if they're made in LA, like there's a reason why the price point's a lot higher if they're made in LA, cause like they're getting hopefully a better wage yeah. to make your clothes. Um, so like made in the USA, um, like made in Mexico, like, you know, like where like leather's prominent, right? So like Italy, Mexico, Colombia, these like, you know, just know like like, if, for instance, like, I went to Scotland, like, wool is super prominent in oh Scotland because yeah, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you buy something, just, like, knowing that, like, which country sources the best okay. material, mm -hmm. 
that you see like Peru, Pima cotton, like you would hear that a lot in your clothes. So just knowing where people like grow the best like fabrics is also a good way to show like, oh, if I buy this from it's made in Peru, then I know it's like good quality. And just like knowing certain things about the fabrics. Noted. No, it's good that we got some tips on like how to invest more time into to looking for things that will last us longer and just invest in more long-term pieces, how to create like a luxury brand or kind of justify those higher price points if you want to put them out there. So yeah, I mean, also like the Detroit creative scene, like come check it out. Yeah, and, totally. Do you want to give any like shout outs to like, some circular fashion resources in Detroit? Uh, I can do like boats and clothes. I get a lot of my t-shirts from him. Um, Alan, he's, uh, I sell Johns on Instagram. I source, I used to source a lot of vintage denim from him. Um, Fab Scrap, that's not really local, but definitely check it out. I love what they're doing. They just started in 2017 and like huge impact and like so thankful for, upcoming things to look out for um i'll be working on another collection right now Mm. i'm going to put more thought into it and just i'm going to try to tell a story with tell the story behind the t-skirt the t-skirt story the t-story tell it (laughs) (laughs) i know that i actually will be dropping a lookbook soon on the t-shirts and like kind of just like i simplified it before I was like kind of like shooting in all these other places and like having other stylists come in and I was like wasn't really getting the message I wanted so now I finally did a lookbook that I'm like super proud of going to drop it soon on Instagram and like you'll just see like the evolution of the t-skirt yeah and now it's like there's tea dresses there's t-shirts that are repurposed there's um, wraps and like sarongs and just like I went wild with the with the t-shirt concept because everyone has a t-shirt dude t-world yeah t-world <laughs> that's a good that's one. so cute look for 100 percent cotton you'll feel better 100 percent cotton 100 percent you <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for like letting me come play in your studio today showing me around getting me a shot of gin for this this is amazing yeah <laughs> thanks for coming I'm ex- i was excited yeah. to be on my first podcast Ooh. I listen to podcasts, so I'm just yeah. honored to be invited. Oh my god, bucket okay. list, check it off. Yeah. Yeah. And soon people will check off coming here to Raya Studio when they go to Detroit off their bucket list. Yay. Yes. Hit me up on Instagram, my website, www.shopbrea.co. Yeah. 